They're here, everyone. They are the smart kids at the shops with their mothers or fathers, riding their bikes around the streets and playing down by the river, as well as talking to their friends on their smartphones. Join the smart kids each week as they discover, explore, and solve the mysteries of today. Here's your host, J.T. Crowley. Welcome and hello again. I can't believe that this is the sixth podcast show that I'm doing. Where does the time go? I've just looked out of my study window. It's a gloomy morning here in the UK. But the weather app on my new phone, which I'm very excited about, is telling me that the weather is going to be lovely and sunny later, so I can go for a long bike ride. And burn off all those calories from last night's pizza. Anyway... Let's crack on with the show. But before I do, I just want to say how great it is to see all the kids walking past my house on their way back to school for the first time in nearly six months due to the coronavirus that has affected all of our lives recently. Boy, has that virus changed our daily lives. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk to you kids about one, my cheeky footballer from Santiago in Chile. Let me tell you about little one. He's 12 years old and he lives in one of the southern districts of Santiago, the capital of Chile. He's the youngest of the family and like most South American boys of his age, he's mad crazy about his football. So much so, he has a footballing hero who he has idolised for years. His hero is David Beckham, who played in midfield position for Manchester United and England. Why did I give him a hero? Well, come on guys. We all know when you're a small kid, or even dare I say a big kid, you are passionate about a sport you have your own sporting legends that you worship the very ground they walk on. In America, you have your baseball and basketball heroes. In Canada, you have your ice hockey legends. In New Zealand and Australia, you have your rugby heroes. And here in the UK, and across large swathes of South America and Africa, it's football legends. So, I had to give one his own superhero. So I gave him David Beckham. Anyway, I'm getting a little distracted here, so let's get back to the story, guys. Oh, and and for the record, I'm a rugby fan. And for those of you who are rugby fans, I do have a little rugby character who will be in show nine. So you need to wait for show nine. One, he's a smart dude, but, you know, like most boys of his age, he can be, how shall I say it, easily distracted by what's going on around him. He's cheeky, streetwise, and like most kids, he knows how to play his father and mother off against each other to get his way. Didn't we all do that as kids? But hey... 
it was worth a shot. So, Wan is no different to the rest of us, but he's a bit of a lovable rogue. And I have to say, I love him. Big time. So kids, do you want to hear a short clip of the story? You do? Well, you are going to get a short insight anyway. So find your comfy chair, sit back and listen as I whisk you off to Santiago in Chile. Sit back, kids. Um, By the way, I have a couple of questions for you at the end of the podcast, which is usual. Here goes. Summer was one's favourite time of the year, and living on the outskirts of Santiago, Chile's capital city, with the Andes mountain range in the background, was for this cheeky football mad 12-year-old boy an idyllic place to grow up. The warm evenings meant he and his friends could play football and generally make a nuisance of themselves on the streets around the house after school. One's house was down a narrow dirt track. The tiny abode had been the family home for the last five years. The wooden cladding that formed the main shell of the house was in a dilapidated state and the once bright Turquoise paint that adorned the house was now washed out pale blue. Closer inspection revealed signs of dry rot and peeling paint was pretty much in evidence. The corrugated roof fared no better and when the rains came the family would have to position buckets in various places to catch the dripping water that splattered all over the floors. The numerous phone calls to the landlord mainly went unheeded. His mother even went as far as threatening to move house. A thought that horrified Juan as all his friends lived nearby. Juan was the youngest in the household. His brothers and sisters were considerably older than him and, like his mother, worked in the local vineyards. Being the youngest, and with his father away a lot of the time, working in the copper mines around Chukakamata, north of Kalama, in the Atacama Desert, Juan got away with a lot of things. He was the annoying, cheeky chap that got under everybody's skin. But when his father was around, his behaviour was almost saintly. So when his older brothers and sisters whinged about him to their father, he merely dismissed their moans. To him, Juan was an exemplary young man. Their mother, however, on the other hand, knew where they were coming from. Often exasperated with his antics, she would scold him. But to no avail. At the end of the day, Juan was her lovable rogue. It was a lovely summer's day and Juan was home early from school. It was unusual for him to be home so early in the middle of the week with everybody away at work and having been barred from using the family computer with his smartphone confiscated as well, he set about the chores his mother had set him to do, taking each job off as he completed the set tasks. 
confiscating his phone along with his football generally got one's attention. And for all his robustious behaviour, he was a smart cookie and he knew precisely how to play his mother. Get the jobs done to her strict instructions and satisfaction and the smartphone along with the football would shortly be back in his possession. Tiling his room, he thought, could work to his advantage. Mm. He might even find some of the things he'd been looking for recently. The trip to the shop to get the next few days' essentials could also work in his favour. Those favourite bars of chocolate they were not on the list could just accidentally fall into the shopping basket as if by magic. The outside yard didn't take too long to restore to its original state, having been decimated by the football game he and his friends had yesterday, which ultimately led to his detention and quarantine. The rickety old bird stand that normally stood propped up in the corner that had taken a bit of a battering as a direct result of being substituted for the goalpost was easily repaired. With the shopping list firmly tucked into the back pocket of his trousers and gently pulling the yard gate to, one set off to the shops, running his left hand fingers along the chicken wire fence as he went. A small gang of ewes that were milling around at the bottom of the street taunted him as he approached. He knew exactly who they were and what low-life area they had crawled out from under. With their hoodies and bikes they looked menacing, and one could see nearby folk giving them a wide berth. One knew the gang leaders and what nasty pieces of work they were. No doubt they had knives hidden about their persons. One of the gang members, who was probably under instruction, mounted the pavement beside one. Going somewhere, one, and none of your business, retorted one. Ooh, we're a little touchy today. Mum got your phone again? Tut, tut. One felt like punching the guy's lights out, but knew that would be an unwise move. He might get up to no good at times himself, but he knew when the cards were stacked against him. And this was one of those occasions. Turning the corner, he gave a dismissive gesture with his right hand, as if to say, whatever. But as he glanced back to see what reaction he was getting, he couldn't avoid smirking to himself as he watched the youth that had tried to intimidate him attempting a wheelie in the middle of the street in front of all his mob, only to see him completely flip off and flat on his back the bike crashing down on top of him. With another discreet snigger, he headed off to the shop. So that's just a little snippet of the story. And I know I say this each week, and some of you are starting to get used to me by now, but I hope you enjoyed that mini-teaser. If you did, and you want to read and find out more about one, then get the book on Amazon or download the Kindle version. Now, if you want to know why I wrote the story 
and how it came about, then stay listening for a few more minutes. I promise you, it's only a few minutes, kids. So, why did I write the story? Well, most of my stories have an underlying issue that I want to talk to you all about. However, for this story, I decided not to do that. But throw in, if that's the right word or not, a light-hearted, cheeky story. Plus, I needed to balance the boy-to-girl ratio of characters I had. So, I created one. What I also wanted was a cheeky character. A smart street character. A sporty character. And I also wanted a character from Chile so that I could take you kids to that country. To explore and, and, and learn a little bit about it. So I created one, a cheeky, mischievous, lovable rogue. I suppose one, he, he's a bit like the artful Dodger character from Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist. A great story which I've come to love over the years. So that's why I wrote the story. But how did the story come about? Hmm. Well, that's interesting, though. I guess it goes back to maybe my own school days, um, when I was studying geography. A subject, I have to say, I absolutely loved. And one of the countries I studied was Chile. And I have to say, I kind of fell in love with the place. Have I been there? No. The nearest country that I've visited is Peru. And do I have a Peruvian character coming up? Of course I do. But you're going to have to wait, kids, for podcast 10 or maybe 11. Who knows for that character? So, with wanting to talk about Chile, I needed to put a character there. So I did. One. I knew how important copper is to the Chilean economy and where the copper mines were located. So... I gave one's father the job in the copper mines in the Atacama Desert. And, you know, I also knew that Chile was a great wine-producing country, and it is. Their wines are fantastic. So I put his mother and other siblings working in a nearby vineyard, all to give a bit of, a bit of authenticity to the story. And to get you kids to go and explore these places. We all know that the life of a sports person can be short. And only the very few make a successful life from it. So many sports people have to have a, a so-called plan B. Something they can do to live make a living if the football or their sport fails. 
For a while, though, I didn't know what one plan B would be. For it had to be something interesting to you kids. And I was driving to work one morning here in the UK and I was listening to a radio program on BBC Radio 2 called The Ken Bruce Show. And Ken Bruce was interviewing a former government education minister who had brought along with him two young teenage guys. And they were talking about artificial intelligence and how this area of technology is the way forward for the future, especially in the creation of robots. And it was that radio interview that gave me the idea as one's plan B. Robots and technology. And wow, do you kids love that stuff. So there you go. I had one plan B. And we all need a plan B from time to time, don't we? So guys, that's really how the story of one came about. Listen to him and read his story. Question time now, guys. Here we go. What is the population of Santiago? Who is one's football team? Why do we sometimes need a plan B? And finally, there were three cars in the motorcade. Who was in each car? Let me know your answers, guys. Either get me on your my social media sites or email me. Listen to the old podcasts. You'll see where all my information is. So have a think about the questions and it'll be very interesting to see what your answers are. Kids, go on the internet with your parents or a supporting adult and explore the country of Chile. Look at Santiago, Punta Arenas, the Andes, the Atacama Desert, and all the other places one touches, visits, and talks about. Go onto Google Earth or any other map app and see other places as well. Have fun in Chile, kids. By now, you should have six stickers on your world map. The seventh sticker will be in Kenya, as next week we head off to Africa to meet Naiku, my Maasai girl from the Maasai Mara on the Kenyan-Tanzanian border. Go on the internet and read all about the Maasai people, a warrior nation, a great nation of people. This morning, as I started to prepare the show, I said the weather outside was gloomy. Well... The weather app on my new phone, which is an iPhone 11 Pro, was right. The sun has come out and it's a lovely sunny day now in Derby from where I come from in the UK. So I'm off for my bike ride. Which now leads me to say, 
what I say at the end of each week. End of each show, kids, don't I? This is JT Crowley signing off. So wherever you are listening in the world, stay safe, but have fun. Just like my characters. Thanks for listening to the Smart Kids. Want to follow more of their adventures? Check out The Smart Kids by J.T. Crowley on Amazon.com now.